It's time for episode 386 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast featuring dozens of new emoji in the next update. I am one of your hosts, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet by my good pal, Dungeon Buddy. It's Dan, the man. Morin, how you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, Micah. I, I'm just emojiing all over the place, and I trust our podcast listeners just are really enjoying all those emoji that they're seeing right now. They might have to close their eyes. Close your eyes and imagine them very carefully. Oh, those are good. Those are good emoji. Um, while you're imagining new emoji, also close your eyes and imagine the awesome guests we have joining us. To my left is the internet's favorite unicorn, the ever effervescent, and the new Relay host uh, right here. Well, I guess it is Relay, so yeah, you know. Uh, it's Kathy <laughs> Campbell. Hello, Kathy Hello. Campbell. Hello, Micah and Dan and our surprise other guests, I guess. it hasn't. They haven't been announced yet, so I can't say hi to them yet. I can't announce them as long as you're talking, so you can just <laughs> filibuster this entire podcast. Uh, to my left this week, we could not talk about Emoji without him, the CEO of Emojipedia and noted BTS stan, it's Jeremy Bird. <laughs> At last, I've been allowed to talk. I have been... Uh, Cancelled by the BTS stands, but nonetheless, I'm glad to the emoji to distract everybody. Up first, I have a question for you. So, uh, given that YouTube is kind of trying to do the TikTok thing, and Instagram does the TikTok thing, and Twitter, and Clubhouse, and all those services are doing the Clubhouse thing, what is better? Is it individual platforms and services that you seek out for those unique features, or is it better if kind of all of the platforms have those features on them so you can take advantage of them where you are. Kathy, we'll start with you. I don't think it's up to us to determine what is good or bad about a a feature set. Um, We may think it's stupid or that it's ridiculous that it it exists, but there's going to be somebody out there that's going to be like, oh my goodness, I already have an extensive YouTube following and community. Why would I want to move it to a different platform to be able to experience something similar? So I myself will probably never watch a YouTube short and I probably will never make one. But of course, I also said that about TikTok and here we are almost a year later. <laughs> um, but I I think I'm happy that it exists because it allows for creativity in new ways. I tried to figure out if I could thread the needle on Micah's question. And my answer is, what if all the platforms have all the features? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's an option. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I think to Kathy's point, it, does, it is enough to us in the sense that I think some things catch on as media and some things don't. And that dictates a lot of where people put their time and energy, right? Like, you know, Vine had a lot of popularity back in the day, but it didn't survive. So eventually that didn't really matter. Like what what's popular will still continue 
to succeed, whether or not we think it's the right place for something. So I don't think it's up to us whether or not YouTube Shorts succeed or not. They will succeed or not based on their own merits insofar as that goes. Certainly helps to have YouTube behind it. But I, you know, as somebody who kind of just like goes to where people are right like that's one of the biggest problems with social media networks is when they keep trying to crop up and compete with the existing ones if there's no people there it doesn't really matter i i think it's just a matter of deciding where you want to put your time and attention jeremy i am a massive platform hypocrite when it comes to this sort of thing because sometimes (laughs) you see something come out instagram releases reels i don't even know what youtube shorts is i'm guessing is it like a tiktok instagram reel short video thing by the name uh i know what we're talking about (laughs) but nonetheless i see something like that i see especially on instagram reels and i think what's the point of this tiktok is amazing And you go on Instagram Reels, it seems like a worse version of the same thing. So I'm like, roll my eyes, no good. But then something like Clubhouse, not that keen to get involved, but Twitter does sort of a knockoff of that. Whatever they call it, Twitter places, spaces, something where you see a little little bubble at the top, spaces. Thank you, Dan. And then I can just jump in. I've done that a few times, and that's kind of fun, and I like that that's where I am. So it's... I don't know. There's no universal rule, but sometimes it really fits well with your idea of your audience, and other times you just roll your eyes and it just feels super cheap or just like a bad knockoff. So, yeah, I don't know. Case by case, you kind of wish these companies had someone deciding to do it in the best interest. Are we going to do this better? But in reality, I guess, if you've got enough money, companies just want to do everything. And mm, gets a bit boring, but what can you do, right? They're going to do what they're going to do. Micah, what's the deal? What Tell us about shorts anyway. <laughs> tell me what's going on there. Yeah, so you, you guessed it right that that's what YouTube shorts is. Um, almost exactly in the way that you described it is how I feel. Um, I'm not... I, I've been on Clubhouse a few times, but I'm really itching to get Twitter spaces. A few of the people that I follow have had Twitter spaces turned on for them. And in being parts of those conversations, they've been uh, really enjoyable and also, as you point out, kind of it's where your audience is. There are some places like TikTok where TikTok does seem to be the best place to do these short videos because they have gotten it perfect. But then there are some services where it's not about getting it um, exactly perfect. It's kind of about the community that exists there or it's a more easily repli- replicatable, replicate. Do you mean? Rep- replicable. Replicable, thank you. Uh, that's the writer there, Dan Morin. Um, <laughs> replicable idea. And Clubhouse, I think, is one of those. That's why six other clones are coming out, and they're all nearly the same. So, yeah, I don't think that there is a better. I think that uh, it's case by case. All right, let us move on to our next topic, which comes from Kathy. All right, so as we discussed in the previous question. People are absolutely so creative. I love what people can create and make in the world. Um, What is something that's small and not necessarily earth changing, but impactful that exists because somebody had a creative spark? Wow. Uh, Well, frankly, I find this, there's so many things that jump out at me. But the one that popped in my mind when you when I saw the question was uh, the idea of the little free library. Mm. which is the those little boxes that you'll see around town where they have books. And it's kind of like the take a book, leave a book thing. And I enjoy that a lot. There are several in my neighborhood. And I always like glance in as I'm walking past to see if anything jumps out at me, uh, whether it's a book or a monster, um, but usually books. Uh, 
Um, and, and I just, I like the idea. It seems so creative and friendly and I love books in general, which is one reason that I think people sharing books is so delightful. It's very analog. I realize it's not a very, uh, technology related thing, but, uh, I mean, books, books, the original technology, isn't that right? So <laughs> I think, I think I find it, I find it delightful. Uh, I do think it is actually impactful, uh, maybe not earth shaking, but like, you know, I think there's, a, there's a lot there and it, it makes a big difference, uh, in a community, I feel like, and really, uh, it's it's something that brings a little joy to my life. Here we go, Jeremy. What about mm. you? Yeah, I like those too. They're very cute. I like seeing them around when you see them in a new town. Um, for me, I I I don't know whether this is exactly a creative thing that someone's come up with, but I have been uh kind of trying to add a few bits and pieces of vegan things in my diet recently. I'm not a vegan, but I'm happy to, you know, I feel like a small change can sometimes help. And vegan Magnum ice creams are incredible. They taste just as good as the real thing. And I know that's not exactly a little spark of creativity. This is some <laughs> big company that's doing it. And it's not a new idea, but wow. They are so tasty, and, and I do not miss the dairy version at all. So, small impact, you know, but it all adds up in the planet, and, you know, it's good for the planet, good for my taste buds as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to call that a win for everybody. Uh, yeah, so for me, I'm going to have to go with um, sort of spur-of-the-moment crochet patterns. Um, th- I think this speaks more to the creative spark less than impactful. Uh, but it, it it's certainly an example of this is shortly after the whole Bernie Mittens memes thing, um, I had at least three people message me with a um, little amigurumi, which is crochet in the round, um, stuffy of... Uh, Bernie Sanders and his little mittens. I, I love that this sort of um, quote-unquote old-school thing of, of crochet can mash with pop culture in a way that makes you feel connected to other people. And that, to me, is is impactful. And especially in a time where we're so isolated, to feel closer to people through those kinds of things is really cool. Uh, Kathy, did we all disappoint you with our answers or are you happy? <laughs> uh, absolutely not disappointed at all. Those are all abs, it was like flawless answers. You did great. Good job. I always have a, a hard time coming up with a question. And I got deep in a uh, TikTok uh, spiral. I think um, with this incredible lady who um, is basically defining writing tropes as a relation like a conversation between the people so it's like um lovers turns or friends turned lovers or enemies turned friends turned lovers type of a thing in these conversations she's absolutely hilarious and i love that it's helping teach like hey these are what these tropes are in a way that's so much more interesting and impactful than you know writing an article not that Writing articles is not impactful or important, but um, I know I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, her name is Stacy, and uh, she's very talented. Awesome. 
Um, I love that question, and I thank you for asking it. Uh, let us take a quick break before we come back with the second half of the show. Uh, today's episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Behind the Tech with Kevin Scott, which is a show about tech heroes who have made our modern world possible. Each episode features innovative people who have made their mark in their respective fields as they chat with Microsoft's chief technology officer, Kevin Scott. Topics include things such as synthetic biology, autonomous systems, space, as we know, the final frontier. Uh, They also have a number of incredible guests, including science fiction author Charles Strauss and synthetic biologist Drew Endy, and astronaut Dr. Mae Jemison, the first African-American woman in space, chats with Kevin about human interstellar flight, the 100-year starship project, and experiential education. She talks about achieving one's own level of excellence and explains why exploring an extraordinary tomorrow creates a better today. And um, you might hear a familiar voice on the show because Relay FM host Christina Warren has also joined the Behind the Tech podcast. I got a, a tweet uh, not too long ago with someone talking about how these um, advertisements for podcasts was actually super, super helpful for them because they ended up checking out uh, a bunch of new shows. And I think these um, features about specific uh, folks are really interesting, especially the deep dive. And so uh, there was a neuroscientist and bioengineer on recently, uh, Tom Daniel, and I'm, I'm a big nerd about uh, neuroscience especially. And so it, it, it's just, it's fun to hear about our bodies and our brains and and, and how uh, all of that kind of, kind of comes together, but also about the technology that goes into understanding those things. So if you too are a nerd, which I imagine you are, Relay.fm switch on, uh, then you should definitely check these out. Just search for Behind the Tech with Kevin Scott wherever you go to get your podcasts. That's Behind the Tech with Kevin Scott, or you can just click the link in the show notes. Go check it out. And our thanks to Behind the Tech with Kevin Scott for its support of this show and all of Relay FM. All righty, Dan, the man Morin, what is your topic? All right, here's your opportunity. It's your chance to vent. What is the last encounter with technology that left you immensely frustrated? Uh, one, one frustration only, please remind it's a half hour show. Jeremy, kick us off here. <laughs> wow. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure we can't double the length of the show here or maybe do a... Uh, Welcome uh, to, to Complain-Wise. Uh, FaceTime. I have three complaints. Uh, I've written them down so that I can fit this in. <laughs> the first one, uh, not wanting to brag, but it was on the radio yesterday. Uh, the BBC, they like to use FaceTime... The radio is TV now, you know, you see the radio shows, but you're also on video. Um, so they go, oh, yeah, can we FaceTime you for the radio? And I plug in the microphone and I've got it all ready to go on the computer. I give them my email instead of calling through to my Mac. For whatever reason, it just hangs up on the Mac and calls on my phone. So I had to oh. the phone. It's not got the microphone, all that. And, you know, you got you can hear them on there doing the thing and it's like 90 seconds to air. And then so I say, OK, really sorry, didn't call on my Mac. Hang up, try again. Again, the Mac just says, missed call, the phone keeps ringing. <laughs> I turn off the phone, it just rings the watch. So anyway, we have a whole thing. We do Skype in the end with like one second notice. Um, so anyway, that's happened to me a bunch. Some people offered some tips. They didn't work, but thank you for the tips, people online. Secondly, uh, contact cards. I, I have a big contact card list. You know, if you're a friend of mine, I've got your work email, your home email. I've got everything listed. FaceTime a few years ago decided it calls all of those at once. 
So if I say call Micah, <laughs> it will try your home number, your work number, your work email, your home email. And sometimes, you know, you've got an old work number for someone or something like that. You're not deleting it. That's officially Apple's advice, though. Delete the work number. We will, no matter what, we'll call every single number in that contact card, That's even if you tell them not to. Oh, my goodness. Unless you delete them. So I've had that a few times as well. Lastly, I'm so sorry. Can I throw iMessage in as well? You set it up on a new computer. I don't use it on the, the phone number. I use it for email because my email's the same everywhere. Every new device, it decides phone number's the default. New Mac, yep. new iPhone, if you log in, log out. I've that. got multiple numbers, not to brag again, <laughs> but my email's <laughs> the same everywhere. I just want it to be that, but every device, you have to switch it. So the whole authentication, iMessage, FaceTime, thank you, whoever at Apple might be listening. I'd love you to fix it. For me, it's odd taking um, the frustrations for granted, as well as taking the things that work for granted. Because I'm such an early adopter, I'm sort of numb to many of the frustrations. But when you live with someone who, um, for him, (laughs) when something goes wrong with technology, it becomes a point of incredible frustration. And so you see those things play out, and you see the frustration that takes place. So all I'm going to say is just that the Apple TV not doing what you expect it to do uh, between playing and pausing, between uh, syncing where you are, your, your like play history, just anything to do with the Apple TV. My partner is just constantly frustrated with it. And of course, there's a part of me that feels responsible for his frustration uh, and wants to just have the thing work. And so, yeah, I've got to go with Apple TV. <laughs> Um, so if you would like the long form uh, answer to this question, stay tuned to the future episode of Roboism that we will be recording. Um, but I am absolutely so angry and frustrated with the uh, scheduling for vaccinations bots that exist, because it's absolutely ridiculous. They're uh, the one. That, so I'm in Oregon and I'm eligible because my husband's disability the website that they send you to, you have to click a button that's, you know, to start a chat. And then it has the fake typing dots oh, for God, the robot yeah. that you have to like, okay, next. Okay, next. While it's like fake typing. I'm like, oh my goodness. We know. <laughs> I know you're We not know real. it's coming. And then you have to like all of these steps before you finally can go to the page to see that there's no appointments available. So then the next day, you have to do it again and again. And it I cannot even count how many times I've done this stupid little thing. And it just makes me so angry because I'm fairly technologiable. And I cannot even imagine people not aware of tech or how things work having to deal with this. And that just makes me rage against the machines. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, those are all good. You know, I came in thinking about one thing, and then as you guys were going, I started thinking about other things. Jeremy's FaceTime stuff is good. I would add to that the uh, accidentally tapping something in FaceTime that then calls everybody in your group message. Oh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Boy, My that has happened that a couple times recently. No good. Not good. No good. Uh, but the one that came up most recently was last night I was cooking dinner, and I often use the HomePod Mini to set a timer while I'm cooking things. And I had set a timer, and I was waiting for it to go off, and then I asked... Siri, how much time is left of my timer? And it very pleasantly informed me, no, there are no timers set. And I was like, but I set one. And I did not realize until I, I went to take the thing out of the oven. And it turned out I had sort of like mentally timed it perfectly. Because as soon as I did that, 
my watch started buzzing because apparently the timer had gotten set on the watch instead. Uh, and at that point, it's like, why don't you all talk to each other? Yes. Because <laughs> like, yeah, I'll frequently then want to check, like, I walked into the office while I was, uh, you know, waiting for something to, to cook. And I asked the HomePod in the office, hey, how much time is on my kitchen timer? And it's like, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! Cool. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I guess my point is robots should should be able to talk to each other. They should know. This is the future, I've heard. Anyway, those are all good. I wish we had more time for them, but we don't. We have time for one more topic, and it comes from Jeremy. This has been very cathartic, uh, and which has been very nice. After a long week, I want to start by saying that, obviously, as a white dude on social media, I get it by default a lot easier than most people out there. Uh, but nonetheless, the, I've had a, a bit of a time with with a certain group of uh, a, fi- a famous Korean pop band in the last week. And it's uh, infiltrated my mentions, and I kind of regret saying anything about this band, even though I thought it was very innocuous. Uh, I'm curious if any of you have, like, any sort of topics that you're sort of interested in, or just something that you would normally talk about online, but you just can't be dealing with either the obvious comments or people misunderstanding, or just something that's now on your on your bl- on your blocked list of things that I don't talk about that online anymore. Now, Micah, has any of these come up for you? Just, just tweeting frustrations out on Twitter. Um, it's not as much after a certain point. I think Twitter is less of a of a personal diary for you and more of a um, a place where people want to interact and be helpful, which is understandable. Um, and I see a lot of people uh, get frustrated when they tweet something that's just them complaining and people respond with helpful advice or respond with unhelpful advice or respond with certain things they were not expecting. But the other thing, Christina Warren and I used to do a podcast together called Cartoon Cast on The Incomparable. And for some reason, we were talking about Clay Aiken. I have no idea why, but she and I both (laughs) tweeted about Clay Aiken and the Clay Aiken stands came for us. So that is also another topic that I do not talk about as Clay Aiken. Kathy, what about you? (laughs) I was trying to think of this uh, answer because I don't really have one, although I have enjoyed slash my heart hurts for you, Jeremy. I'm sorry uh, for all of the things that you're dealing with. Um, Can we just like, here's a great way that you could just cut time for this episode so we can leave the venting in and just like say, I pass. Perfect. Perfect. I was about to to quippily say any serious topic, but that's that's not true. I do talk about serious topics on Twitter sometimes, uh, usually when I get angry, because it's usually things I'm angry about, like big things. Um, But things that I don't talk about, I, you know what, I, I... I decided I was never going to tweet about health stuff if I could avoid it because I cannot stand people as somebody who has like hypochondriacal tendencies and anxiety. Like I would be like, oh man, I've got a headache and someone would invariably tweet me, your head may explode. You know, like something (laughs) that's like, I don't need that. I do not need you to add anxiety to like to my anxiety that I already have. Don't need an anxiety sauce on top of my anxiety meal. Um, <laughs> so I just, I just don't. I think about it sometimes. Like sometimes I type the tweets and I'm about to hit send, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to send that. Um, and and there are a lot of other things like that too, where it's like things that I know I don't know a lot about, 
but I, I appreciate people trying to be helpful, but the deluge and the opinions are sometimes too much. So like as somebody who recently bought a house, like I'm probably going to be tweeting a bunch about like improving things around the house and work we're doing around the house. And it's like, there are a lot of opinions about this and some of them may be right. But what I don't want to spend my time is like second guessing every decision I make because what if like some one person online is like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. <laughs> so I, yes, I try to keep it light. I was going to say, I try to keep it light to like some uncontroversial topic, like, you know, star Wars. Nope. never mind. <laughs> anyway, Jeremy wrap it up for us. Oh, uh, well, uh, you, you might've seen my fuss during the week. I, I didn't realize that I, I like the band. BTS, they've got some pretty catchy songs. I didn't, I guess I never really knew that, I thought all their fans were like, you know, from the outside, it looks like they're an amorphous blob of fans that everyone must just love the band or they hate the band. I didn't realize there were subgroups and that if you make slight mention that one band member may be ever so slightly more popular than another one, just a (laughs) speculation, uh, you just get... Thousands and thousands and thousands of tweets and emails and DMs and every possible way of contacting you, telling you that you are wrong and an awful person for uh, for doing that. So I've learned a lesson. Uh, if you like BTS the band, just say the band is great and never mention a single <laughs> member of that band, lest you want your mentions to uh, be on fire for about five days in a row. So that's a, a very universal lesson. I'm sure everyone can appreciate that, but that's that's what I've learned this week. But sir, who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite member? <laughs> I'm, I'm never saying those na- names of the members ever again. <laughs> They're all wonderful. We love them all equally. Yes, Yes, they're the best. We love our band members. Uh, (laughs) Folks, we are just about to the end of another episode of Clockwise. But before we get there, let me quickly tell you about WP Toolkit Deluxe for cPanel, now available in the cPanel store. Look, whether you're a complete novice or a seasoned pro, WP Toolkit for cPanel will level up, simplify, and streamline your WordPress website management. Yes, those of you out there with WordPress websites, this is going to help you. WordPress is the go-to platform for virtually any type of website, from an online store to a blog and, well, anything in between. With WP Toolkit, all of the heavy lifting is completely taken care of for you. We're talking about things like security hardening, automatically updating themes and plugins and core files, a whole staging area for websites that you're working on, even cloning of existing websites to create brand new sites with just a few clicks, and of course, a ton more. This is super impressive stuff. First of all, it's incredibly easy to install it, to activate it, and to deactivate plugins and themes across one, two, or any amount of WordPress sites. This really feels like a game changer just in the amount of time you'll save by no longer having to do these things manually. Or if you're just getting started, save yourself the trouble and the learning curve by just using WordPress Toolkit for cPanel from day one. Head over to go.cpanel.net slash clockwise now to learn all about the great features included in WordPress Toolkit Deluxe for cPanel. That's go.cpanel.net slash clockwise. Thanks so much to Excuse me. Thanks so much to WP Toolkit Deluxe for cPanel for sponsoring this week's episode of Clockwise. All right, quickly, folks, and probably without even explanation, um, if you were a vegetable, what vegetable would you be? Kathy? Uh, Celery, because that's what I was for Halloween when I was little. Dan? Uh, I don't know. Bok choy. I like bok choy a lot. (laughs) Jeremy? I'm going to take pumpkin. It's sweeter when it's roasted. Delicious. 
asparagus because I, I mm. just feel like I love asparagus. asparagus. <laughs> Me too. So good. Uh, folks, I want to, or I, yeah, of course, thank you uh, for, for joining us this week. I'm, let me redo that. That was weird. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Sorry, we broke you. <laughs> I, I got I got stuck on asparagus, and then I remembered that asparagus for some people does a thing, and for some people, well, it does a thing to everybody, but only there some people. There are so many dangerous answers to that question, Micah. Only some people can oh. detect it, and so then I thought, how does that relate to me? That's weird. Anyway. This regarding asparagus. Folks, we have reached the end of another episode of Clockwise. All that's left is to thank our incredible guests, Kathy Campbell. Thank you so much for being here this week. Thank you for having me. And Jeremy Birch, thank you so much for being here. The most cathartic place I've been this week. It's very nice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And Micah will be back next week. But until then, we remind everybody listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 